head hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports, coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition, know the deal, coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and I'm in here with Coach Kurtz and Coach Staley, and we're here to bring you another great and wonderful show. Um, should be Today is uh, Tuesday, the 10th of April, and it is a wonderful day in the juke. Um, actually coming to you via remote because we still haven't had a chance to get in the juke yet. But hopefully, we'll bring you an episode soon uh, from the juke. Once again, shout out to our guy Ace on the intro song. Great, great song. We've got great feedback on that. But Josh, uh, how was the week for you? Um, let me think. So last week was spring break. We're just getting started with um. A week back in school, this was our second week, second week back from spring break. So, week is actually going pretty good. The kids are trying to recover from spring break, so everyone's still moving a little slow. Um, so, the week's been blessed. Uh, just been busy, trying to be a dad, trying to be a husband, and um, keeping my household in, in, in check because as it gets warmer, it gets harder. And um, I don't know what it is about weather and kids. They just they just get crazy as it gets warmer. And um, every, everything's been blessed, man. How was your week, Mike? Great week, great week. Like you said, first week back from spring break. Um, happy to be back in the grind. Kids are working hard. Uh, shout out to my dad. It's his birthday today, so everything's good. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Pops. Happy birthday. Your dad's name is Rick, right? Yeah, Big Rick. Happy birthday. I'm just gonna say Mr. Mr. Rick, Mr. Rick Kirk. I just feel like calling a man Big Rick. That that just don't sound right. That's <laughs> Big Rick, that's Big Rick to you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not Big shout Rick. Big, shout out to Big Rick there. Coach Coach E, how was your um, week, man? Oh uh, man, it was blessed, man. I had an opportunity to have uh, all of my kids last week. And man, we did a bunch of a bunch of daddy stuff. Um, had a great time. Went to some, went to a baseball game. Shouts out to the Hartsville baseball team. Um, we had an opportunity, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, Water Park, the beach. So I had a great week, and then of course come back, back to the grind, uh, back to Hartsville High School for teaching and other teaching and working out with the players. So I'm pretty much blessed to be alive and. Uh, blessed to have my wonderful, wonderful kids, and shoot, I, I, uh, I couldn't complain, man. Even if I could, wouldn't nobody listen anyway. So <laughs> that's good, man. I, I, I'm glad you was able to have all your kids at your house, man. That's good, man. That's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing, uh, Micah. I think you are you holding out on us a little bit. Um, that wasn't your week. Just school start. What else happened in your week, boss? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if I, our listeners really wanted to hear all that, but. Uh, 
We got engaged to my beautiful now fiance, Whitney. So shout out to Whitney for uh, for saying yes and uh, agreeing to live this crazy lifestyle with me for uh, for the rest of life. So yeah, got engaged on Tuesday. So shout out to Whitney, now my current fiance and future wife. Shouts yeah, out man, to shouts out to Big Wit and the and the ring <laughs> on. The, Shouts out to the ring. The ring was beautiful, dog. You did that. Yeah, the ring took the whole like Instagram post. Like it was, you only could see the ring. You couldn't even see her hand. Yeah. Was, uh, that's 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 that real love right there. Um, but I'm sure the the viewers would have would love to hear that you just got engaged. Um, if one viewer wanted it, viewer um listener wanted to hear it, it was um with you. Okay, so. If, if nobody else wanted to hear it, shout out to you, Rick. Congrats, congrats to you, Micah. Um, I'm happy for you guys. Me personally, I feel everybody needs to be married. Everybody needs to go through what I'm going through and get married. So, man, I, hey, I welcome, no man. It, being married is a wonderful thing, man. Being married is a wonderful <laughs> thing. Oh yeah, I'm mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, there are you do you do get a lot of jokes coming now. I was talking to uh, a parent of uh, one of my players. Uh, today and he's like yeah congratulations he's like he's married. His, his wife's father was like a long time marine and he's like yeah I remember when I popped the question and uh, her father was like congratulations welcome welcome to the greatest army that has never won a war <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I guess that's, that's a great way to look at it man <laughs> you can't win you can't win man that is when you you get married the women always win man if you want to stay married they always for win for sure I don't know about all of that but I'm going to leave that up to y'all yeah we, we said it in the um, pre-show that we weren't going to ask you to <laughs> advice dog so we're going to stick like again you're a great man had all your kids at the house but we're not we're just going to stick to stick to the relationship advice we're just not going to go into your bag on that one man but <laughs> we we love you, dog. We love you. But all right, we're going to um, get into the show this week. We're going to have a little bit of fun with the show. Um, well, we try to have fun every week. But we're going to um, talk about with the NBA playoffs coming up. And, and we're getting into the nitty-gritty of things. We're going to talk about um, who we feel um, should be Rookie of the Year, who we feel right now is the MVP. And uh, we haven't talked about who our picks are. So I don't know who those who these who um, Coach Kurtz and Coach E is going to pick. And then we're going to just go through a little quick matchup of the playoffs and talk about some predictions and um, go from there. So what we'll do is we'll start with the Rookie of the Year, um, who I really believe is only coming down to two candidates. Coach E, I'm going to let you get cranked up with that. We'll argue or we might agree, and then we'll go from there. What you got, Coach? Um, when you're looking at the top two candidates, you got Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is actually leading right now, I guess, as far as what people are saying. And then, of course, you got Jason Tatum and Kyle Kuzma, and Kyle Kuzma at a distant third and fourth. Um, I've always struggled with this. You know, Ben Simmons has been in the league already a year, but they're saying that he's a rookie this year because he didn't play last year due to injury. But I don't know how much that counts because he's had an ability to work on his craft and work on his game a little bit longer than Donovan Mitchell has had an opportunity to. So, in that sense, I think I would have to go with Donovan Mitchell, especially when I, I don't think he had really, really high expectations coming out. 
especially with where all the buzz was, it wasn't on him coming out. And so for him to go out here and perform the way he's performed, I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards Donovan Mitchell than Ben Simmons. Okay, what you what you got, Mike? I mean, I, I, I think that's a great point, Coach English. And um, what I think is is even well, right now. I think I think the MVP or I mean, Rookie of the Year is going to go to Ben Simmons. What I think is a great story is they they asked uh, Ben Simmons in an interview yesterday that was like, uh, "Who do you think should be Rookie of the Year?" And he said, "Me, no question, one hundred percent." Nothing wrong with saying that. He's confident. I like that. And they were like, should there be anybody else that should be even considered? He was like, no. Nobody else should even be considered. Maybe, maybe not should he have said Donovan Mitchell. But so then Donovan Mitchell, I don't know if you guys saw this. He, he responded. Uh, he, showed up, he showed up to the game today wearing a sweatshirt that says rookie, like from the dictionary, rookie with it spelled out. Uh, and, and how you pronounce it, and it says noun, and then underneath it it says an athlete playing his or her first season as a member of a professional sports team. So, so he said a little, threw a little shade, just like you said, uh, Coach English. Uh, is Ben Simmons truly a rookie? He was in the league last year. He, he did play some games last year. He played a few games. Um, there is also there was also some. Uh, I don't. I believe that he had a clause in his contract where he gets a nice little kickback this year if he does. In his contract, he gets a kickback if he's rookie. If he wins rookie of the year. So last year, he could have returned from his injury, but he decided to take extra caution and rehab, which is his prerogative, um, and not come back last year. And also have the and also using that as a caveat that he would be able to be classified as a rookie this year and get rookie of the year and get that extra money in his contract. So I mean, nothing wrong with Ben Simmons doing it that way. I mean, obviously, you're you're a professional athlete. Your job is to 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 win, to win games, but also to make money, and this helped him out for sure. But there's also I also see where Donovan Mitchell and other people like like yourself said, Coach English, where is he truly a rookie or not? Like, he was in the league last year. He practiced with them last year. He, he worked out with the team. He played some games with them last year. So is he really a rookie? Um, so I like that little going back and forth that Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons had us had a little bit to the rivalry for sure. Um, I think everybody's picking all the experts and writers and stuff are saying Ben Simmons will be uh, rookie of the year um, but Donovan Mitchell I think has a strong case I mean he's in the West I believe if they win tonight they can be the three seed I know they're right very, very close for the three and the four seed uh-huh. and the three seed the three seed in the West I mean we all know how packed the West is so to be a three or a four seed in the West where Donovan Mitchell is hands down the, I'd say he's, I mean, who else is on the chance of Rudy Gobert? Well, he's their best player as a rookie. Um, so to be able to be the best player on a team that's in the top half of the overloaded Western Conference, I mean, um, I think there's a strong case for him. I mean, I'm looking at his stats, he's averaging 
20 points a game. Uh, he's shooting 44 percent. As he's, uh, he, he is, he doesn't get a ton of in the paint points. Uh, and I think he's shooting. Uh, he's shooting like 80 percent from from the free throw line as well. Um, so I mean, he's having a great year. And obviously, Ben Simmons is as well. What's interesting when I just pulled up Ben Simmons' stats, um, he, I believe, if I, I believe I'm looking at these correctly, Ben Simmons has not made a three pointer in the entire year. That's pretty shocking, right there. I mean, I know he's not known for being a shooter, but I'm looking at his stats right now. He's attempted 11 threes all year and he has not made one um, and he's only shooting 56% from the free throw line so I mean there's a lot to be a lot they talk about with uh, how poor of a shooter Alonzo Ball is but um, Ben Simmons is not shooting the ball great either he's shooting well from the from the field from the two point from uh, from twos but obviously a lot of those are, are getting the rim because he's such a good athlete um, but I mean, nothing to take away from Ben Simmons either. Where I mean, he's, he's averaging sixteen, eight, and eight, and and they got the and the Sixers are playing very well. But um, I mean, they also got some some very good pieces around him as well. Where I don't know if Donovan Mitchell has as much around him. And uh, I mean, I I, I mean, I, th- I I root for I like both of them as a player. But I also um, me being a strength coach. Uh, I liked how, I mean, Donovan Mitchell put up freakish numbers at the NBA Combine. Uh, yeah, I think he had the top vertical. He had one of the top three-quarter court, uh, three-quarter court sprints. Um, and all of his numbers were way up there. And so it's cool to see those numbers, those, those athletic Combine numbers translate into him being a, a quality NBA player. So, um like I said, I think a lot of everybody's saying it's probably going to be Ben Simmons, but I mean, I think it should be it should be definitely a closer race than what they're saying. I, I, I feel both of y'all. Um, I'm going to go completely against the grain on this one. Ben Simmons is almost averaging a triple double, and I think that he's having a tremendous year. But he's not a rookie. He's you not know, a rookie. Period. And at the end of the day, he, you could say, oh, well, he didn't play or he didn't play his amount of games. But being in the NBA, being able to work out, being able to train, and that be your only job, and you're not a, a, a student like um, Donovan Mitchell was, I, I don't, I just don't agree that, that Ben Simmons, I, and, I, and it's like that for me because this is not the first time this happened, but I just don't agree that um, Ben Simmons should be allowed to be in the race because if you are a fifth-year player and you get hit, you get hurt, and you don't play at all your fifth season in the NBA, that next season is still your sixth season. They don't say, okay, you're still a fifth. This is only your fifth year in the league, okay? You're still getting paid, and you're still that much closer towards your pension um, as far as the NBA. So Ben Simmons is not a rookie, okay? And just being around pros at that level, gives you a certain edge that you don't get to have while you're in college. Now, with that being said, I believe the rookie of the year race is between Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. Now, the reason I picked Jason Tatum is because he's had a, a phenomenal rookie year 
in a, in a situation where I think he it was thrust upon him, and and where their best player Kyrie Irving goes down, and Boston still figures out a way to finish with the one seed in the East. Now, take the East isn't as top heavy like you said, Coach Curse isn't as competitive as the West, but. You have a rookie in Jason Tatum starting and playing a major role, mm-hmm. and those guys are finishing with the. I probably not the one seed, the second seed, because I'm Toronto locked the um, yeah, second seed. Yeah, up. one seed. Yeah, but 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 they finish with the second seed in the East with their best player and most important player out. Now, do I feel Jason Tatum's going to get Rookie of the Year? No, I do believe. I do believe Donovan Mitchell is the rookie of the year. He's averaging 20 points a game, about right at four rebounds, right at four assists a game. Okay, I would like to see him be able to um, be able to play make a little bit more, and be able to get his teammates involved because he's not an overwhelmingly big guard. And um, ultimately, if he wants to extend his career, he's going to have to be able to um, give his teammates easier shots. But I sincerely believe that uh, the rookie of the year race should be between Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. With Donovan Mitchell winning it because, like you said, he's in a tougher tougher division, tough, tougher conference. He had the opportunity if they win to actually finish um, third. I mean, fourth is really not bad in the West, but third is really, really good, especially as well as Portland, Golden State um, have been playing this year. Golden State's been a little nicked up, but um, Portland's really been playing some good basketball. Um, Minnesota's been playing some good basketball. Um, even New Orleans, but I think the rookie of the year race should come down to Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. I would just really, even though Ben Simmons isn't going to be excluded, and I do think Ben Simmons is going to win the rookie of the year, but it should be an asterisk mark put beside him because he's not a legitimate true rookie. And I do feel that um, it should go to Donovan Mitchell. Even, even, and I'm going to tell you why. Even if Ben Simmons is like argument wise, he is considered rookie of the year. I still would give it to Donovan Mitchell because of like just how their team changed in the middle of the season and his play didn't didn't drop, you know. They made that blockbuster trade with Cleveland and the Lakers and all those players were swapped and Donovan Mitchell and Utah were able to keep their head above water and still um, have a strong finish. So my pick is Donovan Mitchell, who's in between, Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and I give it to Donovan because I think he's. I think he came out of nowhere. I think he's. A, I do believe. I agree with you, Coach Curse. He is a freak, athletically, and like you said, Coach E. I'm sorry. Um, Ben Simmons is not a true rookie, but who am I? You know, uh, I, that's just my opinion. But I, I would give it to Donovan. Hey, we agree on something. First time. The first time. <laughs> this is not the first time we agree on something, but um. I, I I would say that's what I got. But let's get into this meat, this the, the meat of the argument, which is the MVP race. Now it could be like really really tough arguments about the MVP race almost every year, especially with the level of talent in the NBA and how much parity it is in the NBA right now, as far as like talent. Um, it's some some teams are just flat out better than other teams, but as far as like individual talent, individual stats, the parity is like really unbelievable. But we're going to get into this um, MVP race. Coach Curtis, I'm going to let you get started with this one. What what, what you got for MVP? And, um, again, I think uh, and I'm going to go, ag- 
against what uh, what the uh, everybody's picking, they're saying it, it's it's James Harden all the way MVP, and I I do not under James no no James Harden has had an unbelievable year. I mean, uh, putting up crazy numbers. He's I mean he, I'm the the best team, the arguably the best team in the league right now, playing the best, and they have the most wins. Yeah, they got the most wins in the league. Uh, so he's he's the best player on the team with the most wins, but and he's put up great numbers. But I cannot go. LeBron James is unbelievable, and for he should win. He, he should win MVP basically every year. And the fact that he has not won it in what in five years, I don't think, um, it's shocking. And LeBron James Harden has had a great year. LeBron James is still hands down, no question, the absolute best player in the NBA. And for him to be what is he? Thirty two now? Thirty two, thirty three, yeah. Thirty two. The guy's gone. To the NBA Finals, how many years in a row? Eight. Yep, and they, eight. Yep, and he's won ten division championships in a row. Yep. So he's got yeah, ten division championships in a row. Got the NBA Finals eight years in a row. So now he's playing close to a hundred games every year, and for him to play every single game this year and not take a night off, I mean. That's unbelievable right there. And for him to be able to do that, I mean, just, I mean, you look at all these injuries. You look at injuries at the high school level. You look at injuries at the college level. And then you look at these injuries at these, uh, some, I mean, the NBA's been played with superstars getting injured bad this year with uh, with DeMarcus Cousins and Steph and uh, KD went down for a while. And uh, so... For him to be able to play all these minutes, all these games, and continue to do it at this high level, he's hands down. I mean, he is the best player in the league. He's the most dominant player in the league. He And then when you look at, he just became, this year he became the oldest player ever to score 2,000 points in a season, 500 rebounds, and 500 assists in the same season. Just became the oldest player ever where he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. He can probably do that for the next three or four years. And he also is, he also was the youngest player ever to record those numbers as well. He also, um, he also, how about his record, breaking Michael Jordan's record of 866 consecutive games in double-digit scoring? Um, I mean, that's again, that's like those Cal Ripken numbers where it's just showing he's so, so durable. And uh, and then I was just looking at, um, somebody just put up a comparison, LeBron stats this year versus, uh, versus James Harden stats for in, in 18 different metrics. I don't, don't need to go through all of them. Um, he scored more points than, than James Harden, even though James Harden is averaging higher. LeBron scored more because he's played in every single game. Uh, he's made more field goals. He, he averages more rebounds a game, obviously. He's averaging 
rebounds a game and 9.1 assists per game, which is, again, the guy's almost averaging a triple-double. Um, he uh, has less turnovers per game. He's got more double-doubles. He's got more triple-doubles. His player efficiency rating is higher. His true shooting percentage is higher, which I don't know what how they calculate your true shooting percentage. His field goal percentage is higher. His effective field goal percentage is higher. His usage percentage is higher. Um, so they did. They compared him in 18 different metrics versus James Harden, and LeBron beat Harden in 13 of them. So, um, I mean, and then, and then let's not even get into playoff LeBron versus playoff James Harden. Um, LeBron can be the best defender in the game at any time he wants. Is he the best defender at all times, all throughout all 82 games? No, because he's also smart where he conserves his body and conserves his energy because he knows he's going to be playing in the June. But when it comes playoff time and it's seven-game series, I mean, you know you're going to get LeBron to everything on both the offensive and defensive ends. So um, I, I can't go against LeBron. LeBron is an absolute monster, an absolute freak. He looks like he's more explosive than ever. He's more durable than ever. Uh, I mean, that guy, that guy is just something that we'll never see again. Shout out to LeBron, James Harden, great season, but I don't know how you cannot give this to LeBron. How LeBron? What is the only? How many MVPs does he want? Two or three? He's he's won. Um. I thought he won. No more than three. Is it no more? I thought it was four. No way. I don't think so. But three? Okay. I'll look it up while you guys talk. But my vote is for LeBron hands down. What what you got, Coach? Who's your man? Uh, All hail LeBron. (laughs) All hail LeBron. We got LeBron love. All hail LeBron. Here we go again. Or this LeBron, 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 LeBron. Yep, you're right. He's the best player on the planet, and we know it. Odd thing is, don't nobody want to really best play with him. The what? Excuse me. You're right. You're right. LeBron has won the MVP four times. Right. You, I thought. Yeah. You know. I'm a did LeBron you say? Guy. I did you say Go the ahead, best uh, player uh, of all time? I need to cut you off. I need to cut you off. Did you say the best player? We're not gonna go back to that episode. But first off, to your point, Mike of. Oh, what is it, 800 and how many games he got with consecutive double-digit games? What it was? Yeah, 866. Yeah, okay, including the playoffs, it wouldn't fit because including the playoffs, Michael Jordan has over 1,000. But uh, let's go, let's leave that alone. My pick for MVP, because I'm not a LeBron lover, I'm not even a hater. I think that what he has done with this team that he has is amazing. And I think if there's ever a year that he should be chosen MVP, this would be the year. If it had not been for the guy I I am picking, my pick is the unibrow. Yep, Anthony Davis. He has a chance to get his team to the fourth seed. He's averaging for the season 28 and 11. And since losing DeMarcus Cousins, he's upped his game to 32 and 12. The kid plays on both ends of the floor. He's agile. He, he he plays a position where he's not ball dominant and still happen and still manages to pull his team 
every night, every night he possibly can. I think they're currently on a 10-game winning streak. He's gearing up for the playoffs, and he's playing with who knows who at the current moment. And he is balling in what we, which we all agree is the toughest conference, which is the West, right? Correct? Am I correct? Correct. Does, correct. Okay. Um, and when you look at the competition that he has to face in regards to what LeBron has to face on the other side, especially with Boston losing Kyrie um, and, and, and all of the other teams really not being up to snuff, to be, to be completely honest, you know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think that Anthony Davis, and I'm not going to go into a, as long a soliloquy as my partner Michael Kurtz did, and as and I know the extra long soliloquy of love that LeBron is going to get from my man Josh, who I love dearly like a brother. Um, I I just feel like Anthony Davis is having a, a, a complete and utter great year in a tougher conference with a lesser team, um, especially when you're talking about uh, his counterpart, DeMarcus Cousins, going down. Uh, I think he went down in January, and since then, you know, Davis' team hasn't taken a step back. They've actually taken a step up, and he has, and he has been their leader um, in the locker room, on the floor, um, and, and, and has done a great job of pulling his team. I mean, last 10 games, he's up, I think he's up to about 28.6 in the last 10, you know, and, and, and shoot, in wins, he's averaging 31.3 points a game. Two blocks, two steals, and 12 rebounds. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I think that he's still even doing his part in, in, in losses up to close to 25 and, and, and 10. You know, he's averaging a double-double. And I think that um, he himself, like I said, I think everything in his favor. And I do, you know, everybody believes that James Harden is going to probably run away with the thing. And I do feel like it's unfair sometimes to LeBron because I will come to his defense a little bit. Um, I remember uh, somebody making a statement that every year Michael Jordan was in the league, he could have been considered the MVP. And I believe the same thing for LeBron James because right now he's the best player in the league. Um, He's been to, what, seven straight finals, and he's got, what, three in those seven, and um, shoot, what well, he's been three-time MVP in those in those in those wins, and I honestly believe that he's a great great player. So I'm not taking anything from him, but I think right now when you're looking at the landscape of things, um, shoot, I don't even. I, and we'll get to our picks. I'm not even picking them to get to the finals. And I, I, as blasphemous as that might be, I I do believe that I I just feel like Anthony Davis. Um, is a is 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 a rare talent, a seven foot, you know, kid who can run the floor, who can who can handle the rock, who can shoot it, who 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 is tough, um, and and to me, that's my MVP pick. That that's a very formidable pick, and actually, man, you know, I, I respect because I do have Anthony Davis written down as one of my dark horses um, for MVP. He's having an un- unbelievable year. Yeah, he's having a great season. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't quite give him the MVP. The reason why I'm going to make my pick is because the meaning of the word. Most valuable player. Valuable means, you know, you are the most valuable player. Like, what's your most valuable piece of jewelry? 
okay? You can't say, okay, well, my $500 necklace, but I got a $2,000 necklace, but I'm going to say my $500 necklace because it, it, was, it was glowing the most this week. No. Your most valuable piece of jewelry is still that $2,000 necklace, okay? I think the voters bring too much fatigue in the vote when it comes to MVP. Okay, last year, Westbrook got MVP, and a lot of people like, well, he averaged a triple-double. He averaged a triple-double for the season. He got to be the MVP, okay? Um, no one's really talking about Westbrook as MVP this year. And he's, um, in, in the next game, if he gets 16 rebounds, he averaged a triple-double again for this season. Why isn't that getting as much news? Why is he the front-runner for the MVP again? Because if he gets those 16 rebounds, He's averaged a triple-double again, okay? You know why? Because of voter fatigue. It was something new. It was something fresh. And everybody, and, it, and, it was some, and it was some pub behind it because KD had just left this thing. Well, I will say okay? this, though, Josh. A little bit on that, though, Josh. Um, the team isn't doing as well as it did last year either now. They're, they're going to finish. You're right. They're going to finish um, seventh yeah, in not, the West. They're they, not they, doing they, as they, well they, as they did they, last year now. But they didn't do great last year as far as, like, playoff finishing. They but still, they, they did better they, with they less, though. Play. They did better with less. They, they they still didn't have a phenomenal year. He just got MVP because he got a triple-double. But the point I'm trying to make is he's 16 rebounds away from the next game, which which is likely to happen. He's, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it, it can happen because he's had a bunch of – he's had 18 rebounds before, but – why aren't we talking about that right now? I think we need to change the name of MVP to like something like most outstanding player, not most valuable. Because right now, everyone's talking about when they're going to give it to James Harden. Um, let's give it to James Harden because um, he didn't get it last year. He deserved it last year. He has to get it this year because basically it's his turn. And they're the number one team in the West. Well, I'm going to go ahead and be the devil's advocate, and I'm going to prophesy a little bit. I'm calling old school 1990s playoffs, Seattle Supersonics, best record in the NBA versus the Denver Nuggets, eighth seed in the West, first round upset. I'm saying <laughs> Houston is going down in the first Brown, save that, Josh. Save that. You got to save that for the next segment. You got to save that for the next no, segment. But, but I'm, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna come back to it. But the point I'm trying to make is, is what Coach Kirk said, what Micah said. I just don't believe in James Harden in the playoffs. I've seen this man put on a cape and a black hat, pull out a wand, and do a disappearing Fair act. Enough. You hear me? I agree. He disappears. He disappears. So. With that being said, because you already tried to taint my argument by saying what I was going to say, Coach English, and you tried to taint it even more by trying to belittle my brother Michael Kurtz's argument on LeBron, and you started out with belittling LeBron, but, but, but with definition of the title, LeBron James is the most valuable player in the NBA. Now, my second, my second player would be Anthony Davis. I'm not going to lie. He is very valuable to his team. I disagree when you say he doesn't play a ball-dominant position because if you actually watch New Orleans play, he dominates the heck out of that ball 
and he's putting it on the floor now a little bit more. But is it his fault his team can't shoot and he got a rebound? Look, man, I'm just making a point, bro. I'm, I'm just I'm saying. Not, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one. We, 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 we still close to Easter, man. I'm just trying to have a loving attitude right now, man. <laughs> so what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, LeBron James is the most valuable player. If we're going by the title of the award, LeBron James is the most valuable player in the NBA. Not just this season, but a bunch of the previous seasons before this. He's he's basically averaging a triple-double. He does not have another superstar on his team. Okay? He barely has another star because Kevin Love pulls out his wand and, and will do a disappearing act in a heartbeat. Okay? He's on a team that has no rim, protect, rim protection. I do think they need to do a better job as far as coaching and um, get more out of their lineup because I think they have a little bit more depth because I think that boy Jordan Clarkson is cold. I think um, I Kendrick think Perkins. I think Hood is cold. Yeah, they bring Kendrick Perkins back there. He's just stealing money right now. What the flip is he going to do? <laughs> what you going to do with a 6'10 dude who can't dump? I don't know. What, what, was he, when was the last time he was in the league? Uh, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. 15, That's 16. But with that being said, LeBron James is the MVP. Um, I know, I know you got a personal problem with LeBron, Coach English, and I'm gonna pray for you because I do not know. I don't know. I do hope you see the light one day. Oh, let me but, say, um, can he I, will. He will. He can will. I, let me like say this. LeBron, look, like personally, personally, since high school, I have been since since he was in high school, I have been a LeBron fan. I am a fan of his. There is no doubt that I am a fan of his. Okay. Because I like the way he plays the game. He plays hard. I like his skill set. I think that off the court, off the suit, off the court, he is a, uh, a advocate. Um, he's very outspoken. I think that he's a he's great. Icon. He's an icon. I think he's a great um, role model for for young for young kids. I hope that you know he's my own kids. I hope that my own kids can look up to you know look up and see you know what he has done. As far as the game is concerned, as far as society is concerned, he's not afraid to speak out. And so in those aspects, yes, I, 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 there is no doubt I am a fan of his. Okay, But when we get down to the nuts and bolts, when you're talking about comparing, first off, we ain't going back to him and Jordan. We're going to leave that alone because we left that back months ago. You're bringing it up. No, I'm saying we left that months ago, so I'm not going to bring that up. And then, and right now, if... See, here's, here's the problem I have with the MVP. We're just trying to embrace LeBron's greatness in the last 15 years. MJ nope. hasn't been there. I, I'm, embracing his, I'm embracing his greatness in the last 15 years. He's also lost a lot in the last 15 years. So, I mean, I got to, you know, the, the, the reality is, is what it is. But my point in, 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 in where I'm going with it is, first off, I think that they do a bad, and, and I agree with you, Josh, on this. I think that the NBA does a bad job of defining there has never been no real definition of the MVP. Is it the MVP of the NBA or is it the MVP of the team or is it the best player on the best team? Like, what is the MVP award? You know, well, what the award is called the NBA's 
most valuable player. But but so you, I do think, but you, but I do you know. think it's defined, but it's not. If they don't stick to what it's defined as, they but Josh, lose. but Josh, you even know. Well, when I look at it, when I look at MVP, we said we said so. Say is between Anthony Davis, LeBron, and James Harden, and you said Coach English how how much Anthony Davis has stepped his game up since uh, Cousins got hurt. But if you like, let's be realistic. If you take James Harden off of the Rockets, you take LeBron off the Cavs, you take Anthony Davis off of the Pelicans, which team is hurt the most? It's hands down the Cavs. They are nobody without LeBron. I mean, those other teams are going to be hurt a lot without their guys because they're great players as well. But it's no question that LeBron means the most to his team and is the best player in the league. Like, that's what I look at. Most valuable player. He is the most valuable player. You take him off any team or put him on any team, he's going to make the biggest difference. He'll make a bigger difference than any of those other guys in my opinion. Well, I agree. I, Mike, on, on that point... They need to change the name to most outstanding player because they don't yeah. want to the most valuable player. Well, yeah, most outstanding guy, most really good superstar who had his best year this year, so he's MVP. See, here's my thing, and I I got two points here. One, Micah, great point, because I I must say I agree with what you just said. Because I think the person who makes the least impact on his team is James Harden, because if you take James Harden off that team, you still have Chris Paul and a bunch of other pieces. And I think that if you take Anthony Davis off that team, you really have nobody else left. Um, And then LeBron James, because he makes the biggest impact on any team he touches... I think that that's what makes him the best player, which I have agreed to. He's the best player in the NBA to date, right now, and has been for the last, you know, maybe ten to fifteen years. And all oh, time. See, you keep throwing, you keep throwing that in, and that's not, I'm, I'm never going to agree with that. But anyway, but when we talk about MVP awards, I mean, you even take this back. Let's let's even if we wind it back, Josh, all the way high school, God doggone rec league. Does the does the best player or the MVP always get it, or is there always some form of a concession? Is there always some form of something? Oh well, that kid has been around the longest, so we'll give it to that kid. This kid's turn will be at some point later, or you know, well that kid just happened to be on the best team, so we'll give it to this kid because he had the best numbers on a bad team. You know, there's always some type of concessions for quote-unquote MVP awards or best player awards. Coach Coach English, Coach English, that's the point I'm trying to make, son. I'm agreeing with you. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing. Big grown man. But that's the point I'm trying to make, sir. I just said I agreed with you. I don't really care about all the emotions, dog. Like, what emotions? LeBron James. LeBron James is the MVP. Like, you can. People can get mad at me. The James Harden fans can get pissed. I do think Houston would not be as good. They, Houston would not have the best record in the NBA if James Harden doesn't play. But I do think Houston, Houston's team is least affected and affected by this, their superstar being gone. I do think Cleveland falls completely off the map. Cleveland probably is in, in position to get a top five lottery pick if LeBron is in play. I, I, still, I, I still think Cleveland yeah, no makes question. the playoffs. I still think Cleveland makes the playoffs without without I LeBron. Think, I think I think New Orleans would like 
let's like mine is all variables. Like if if, if Boogie is playing, and if, if, if Boogie doesn't get hurt and Anthony Davis goes down, I think New Orleans still finds a way to get the playoffs. Okay, um, because they, they do have some solid pieces around. But Anthony Davis is my second pick for MVP because he is the second most valuable player in the NBA. I do think Cleveland would be hurt the most. Then New Orleans would be hurt, and then Houston. I'm not trying to take away from what James Harden's doing. What James Harden has done the last two years has been everything but. Except for the playoffs. You know, right. Like I told you, he's a magician in the playoffs. Except he doesn't do pull rabbits out the hat. He does disappearing acts. But here's my point for you, Coach English, and we're going to move on. I I, I know that um, listeners get tired of you um, being wrong about LeBron. But here's. Here's, here's, here's my thing about LeBron. This is LeBron's what year in the NBA? 15th, right? And, and you said something that kind of like upset me. You said, well, he's done a lot of losing too. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the fact that you said that. But um, the losing is a part of um, greatness also. This so is true. This, 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 this is this brother's 15th year in the NBA. He's been to the finals eight out of those 15 years. He's been to the finals over half of the amount of time he's been in the NBA, and he's been in the NBA over 14 years. Tell me another player other than, other than Bill Russell, and somebody, I'm talking about superstar status, another player that has accomplished that. You can't. Okay? Can, can I make my can, can I get time to make my statement? What LeBron knows. Can I make can I get time to make my statement? Like you asked me a question. Oh, that was rhetorical. That was a rhetorical okay, question. Go ahead. What's, answer the question. No, that was a rhetorical question. Go ahead. Then, but it was rhetorical. That you're using I guess you were using a uh a a a a way of of getting me persu- a persuasive technique. So, I'm going to let you keep going. So, go ahead and go. I'll let you finish your soliloquy. You can't, go ahead. You can't, you can't ask the question because there's no answer to it. No. So, I, you, 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 act, I mean, you asked the question and then answered it yourself. So, that's a rhetorical question. So, continue on and then so, I guess I'll make so my point. The point I'm trying to make is LeBron is the MVP. It's not just the MVP of the NBA this season. He's the MVP of the NBA the last decade. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, okay, go ahead. He is, because, like I said... Oh, last decade? Ten years? Voters. Okay, I got you on that. I, I agree with you on that. Last decade, yep. The, the voters the voters only vote with, like Coach, Coach, Coach Kurt said, they try to go with the best superstar who had the so-called most exciting season of his career... And that's who they give the MVP to. Because if it was, and that's not to take away from KD, I think his speech was phenomenal. That's not to take away from what Westbrook did last year. It was phenomenal. But they need to change the name of the award from most valuable player to most outstanding player or most outstanding performance for the season. You know, because it's not MVP. I'm done. LeBron's my pick. I will go LeBron. Anthony Davis, I do agree with you on that one, Coach James. Anthony Davis is one of the top MVP candidates, and then James Harden. Not to take anything away from you, James, 
but you aren't the MVP. This this year reminds me a lot of when they gave Charles Barkley the MVP when he went to Phoenix. Not to say that um, Charles Barkley didn't deserve it, but Jordan Easy should have gotten MVP that year. It's similar to that year they gave it to Charles Barkley. It's similar to that year they gave it to Carl Malone. All of those years they gave it to those guys weren't wasn't because they felt they were they, it was just superstars having outstanding performances that season. Michael Jordan was still the most valuable player in the NBA. But we're gonna go ahead and get started on this on um, playoff matchup. So um we can close this show out, man. Right now, <laughs> I guess I would I will I will start this one. I'm gonna start this one with the prediction and I don't have a problem with being wrong, but I am calling BS on the Houston Rockets and saying that if they wind up playing the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first round, which is right now, that's who they would be matched up with. I'm calling it the Sean Kevin, Gary Payton, and Kendall Gill-led Seattle Supersonics versus the young boy, Dikembe Mutombo, Robert, Robert, Pat, um, Brian Stiff, and, 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 and company. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Was was Raouf on that team? Yeah, Mahmoud was on that team. Okay. I'm calling that that all over again. I remember watching that game and a tear almost came to my eye because Seattle lost. You couldn't tell me they weren't the best thing since sliced bread, but I was young and dumb back then. They scored points. They were exciting. They had the best record in the NBA. And... Man, they were going to shock the world and finally get over the hump. But the Denver Nuggets had a different idea in mind. Now, the only thing that might save Houston from this paramount upset is that it's a seven-game series instead of five. But I'm just going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to call it real. I'm, I'm calling you out, Houston. My upset pick for the first round for this playoffs is the Minnesota Timberwolves, the young the young great ones, the young great ones, over a more experienced, more decorated Houston squad. I think Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler gets in James Harden bubblegum. He smells what he had for dinner two nights before, and he makes him earn all 30 of those points. And I think Chris Paul catches H-E double hockey stick, stand in front, of the point guards with a newly added Derrick Rose all game long. I think Teague and Derrick Rose gives Chris Paul hell. He can't keep him out the lane. He can't stay in front of him. And the upset of the first round is the Minnesota Timberwolves. You don't you want to argue at me on Twitter. At one. <laughs> well I, I mean I, I, I like that call Coach Staley and honestly the West, I mean, Oklahoma City. I like Oklahoma City versus Golden State is intriguing too. I mean, obviously OKC has had a, a disappointing year, but I mean, we all know if, if they can get it clicking with Westbrook, uh, George, and Camilo, and uh, obviously with Steph Curry out for the first round, uh, I think that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a dog fight as well. Uh, um, I mean, I like I like those, uh, and then and then San Antonio. I mean, San Antonio the sixth versus Portland. I mean, I mean, put put 
Popovich coaching and scheming and game planning for a team back to back to back seven game series. Uh, obviously, now in these in the playoffs and in, in these series, coaching, coaching and game planning and scouting becomes a lot more prolific. And uh, obviously, we all know Popovich is is arguably the the, the best, I mean, easily the best coach from the last ten years. Put uh, him, put him coaching against in, in a series. You always got to say that they're going to be in it, and then. And then the the four five matchup, the Jazz and Pelicans, and that's what it's going to be. That that's a coin toss as well. So I really think that all of these matchups in the Western Conference, there is no hey, the Rockets are winning in five, and no hey, they're sweeping. All of these matchups, I could potentially see upsets happening for sure. Yeah, I I, I agree, man. I think. I just, I just, I think that that's a heck of a call with that Spurs, because um, you know, shoot, man, I Popovich is still the best coach in the NBA to me. I really love that Golden State OKC call, and I'm gonna tell you why because Steph isn't playing like Steph Curry is like the equalizer with against the OKC because Westbrook has to play honest on defense, you know, and it it it, it not only spreads the floor. Shout out to Quinn Cook. Shout out to Quinn, man. I love his story. I love his grind. Much respect for you, um, um, Quinn, man. And I hope you do well. But that OKC matchup is scary. Um, in the East, I the East actually is, 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 is the, the parity is equal. I just don't think the teams are as dynamic. I think Toronto needs to watch their back against the Wizards. Not just because I'm, I'm the, I am a Washington Wizard fan, but I think Toronto can tend to get into scoring slumps. And if they get in trouble um, in two home games, I can see themselves losing in the first round to the Washington Wizards. Now that wouldn't be as a big upset as Houston losing to Minnesota. Because I just, I'm sorry, I love Cal Lowry. I love, um, I love the way Toronto plays with grit, um, but. I'm not, I don't really believe in Don Toronto. I don't think you guys are a real threat to win the NBA Finals. So Washington upset y'all would be that struggle. I think the Boston-Miami matchup can be scary because Boston has no marquee player to play through. You have Kyrie out. It's a, it's a strong possibility. Marcus Smart will be out, even though I think Brad Stevens is the second-best coach in the NBA. So him game planning might give him a chance. If Boston isn't going to lay down, they still win games, but you want to keep an eye on that series, but I don't think it will be as easy for Cleveland to come out of the East, but from the way it's set up and, and the seed that Cleveland has, I do think they will figure out a way if, um, you know, God forbid, any injury, if they stay healthy, I do think they will find a way to come out of the East. Yeah, like we said, we, haven't, we have not seen Playoff LeBron yet? I mean, we've seen an unbelievable LeBron all season, but he still has another level to his game. I agree yep. with you. I agree with you. They, 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 a lot of these other teams in the East are are much better, and I don't think they. I think the Cavs. This is not their strongest team, but I'm still picking LeBron always versus the East 
and I think they're going to come out. I, but what I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I think I don't know whether the, are the Sixers playing tonight. If the Sixers, the Sixers win, they'll they'll lock up the three seed. I think the Cavs do have the tiebreaker. If the Sixers do lose, the Cavs would bump up to the three seed. But I'd like to see the Cavs stay in the that four seed to see them versus uh, see them versus the Pacers in the first round and see a little. Lynn Stevenson uh, of his antics once again uh, versus LeBron, but uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, I'm picking LeBron to come out of the East for sure. Um, I'm going to say LeBron hater. I mean, Coach English, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I got a couple of upset specials. Um, I think Washington is going to take out Toronto, and I'm going to start with the East first. I think Washington is going to take out Toronto. I think Boston. I like. It. I think Boston might. I think they it's going to be a hard fought series because Miami has been playing really good of, as of late, um, and uh, I think they got head to heads. They got three head to heads left, uh, but I think Miami. I think Miami could take out Boston if they catch them slipping. But I think Boston will pull it out. Um, here's one that I know a lot of people don't might not agree with, but I think with the way Milwaukee has been able to play. I think that, and the games against Philadelphia have not, they've been close. They're, they're, they're down, uh, I mean, the Bucks actually have beaten the 76ers two out of the three times. And they got one, uh, a couple of more head-to-heads, three more. I think Milwaukee can upset Philadelphia. I think Cleveland's going to go ahead and take care of Indiana. And then I think it's going to bring up a, a, a Cleveland versus Washington um, game. Um and I think as great as LeBron is, I think, and I think he'll pull it out probably in six, maybe seven to beat Washington. Because I think um, coaches is, is Wall back? Of course, John Wall is back. Yeah, Wall is back. And if I'm not mistaken, he's been playing a better, a better brand of basketball uh, since seeing the team play so cohesive with him gone. Um, that I think that. If him and Beal can get can get on the same if they're on the same page, I'm not sure if LeBron can neutralize the both of them. And I don't know if he has enough firepower to deal. I don't know if he has enough firepower around him because right now J.R. Smith can't throw a rock in the ocean. You don't even know if Kevin Love is gonna address if he's even gonna address any night. Um, um, and they have a couple of the young cats, but you know I don't know if they have that firepower that that backcourt has. But I am going to go with LeBron on that. Say he'll win it probably in seven. Um, and that puts him up against a Milwaukee team. So that means he ends up going to the finals because I think Milwaukee just doesn't have enough um, for them. Um, on the West, I agree with the both of you. I think uh, Houston is fool's gold. I still remember, as you do, Josh, Dikembe Mutombo holding that final rebound up in the air as he laid on his back and was screaming. And it was just everything that was great about basketball happened in that that game. Everything that was great about basketball happened in that game. That game actually gave everybody hope to say, no matter how good you are on any given night, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you can get beat. And I, I, it, it was a, I watched every minute of that game as a kid, and I, and to this day, I still remember Dikembe Mutombo laying on his back, holding that rebound. And I think it's going to be the same thing again. I think Houston is because, uh, like we said, uh, James Harden nor Chris Paul have given us any reason to believe 
that they can do something in the playoffs. Neither one of them. Well, I think I think Minnesota has the length to defend their three point oh, shooting. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Minnesota has the equalizer. Houston has no matchup for Carl Anthony Towns. And they have no. They have, if Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns gets his big behind and say, "I'm going, I'm going bang and clang like my brother Michael Curtis wanted to put on a shirt before." If he if he gets his big butt in the bang and bang. Clank and bangs, same thing. Clank and bangs. If he, he clanks and bangs and gets down there and plays a little bit more back to the basket, Houston's really done. Yeah, Houston. Now, if he falls in love with the jump shot, Houston chances are going to increase. But if he gets down there and bangs, I think with 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 Wiggins and, and Butler, they have the length to the to defend. And not only that, but but like you said, like Butler's a dog. Like he got, he's a dog. Like he's not scared of nothing or nobody, and he's got that. When you see him play, he's got that dog in him, and I just feel like you know he he he. Feel, I think he feels like he has a lot to prove, and I think he's going to definitely prove it. Um, I think although Golden State is going to struggle with Oklahoma City, I think at the end of the day, KD's disdain with or without with or without Steph Curry, his disdain for uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. And um and and Carmelo's uh, lack of being able to play defense on anybody like Carmelo can't defend me, period. Like I he he can't play defense on anybody. Yeah, block the other night. Huh? Yeah, big block the other night. I I just don't see it. I, I just don't see. I don't see Oklahoma City taking out Golden State. Um, and I, I think I, I don't either. But don't play well. Don't play Carmelo. Yeah, well, I I, I mean I, I think. On any given night, I think Melo is still one of the premier scorers in the league. I just feel like he doesn't he doesn't assert himself on the defensive end of the floor. And all, I, don't, I don't I don't I think I think Melo would be more premier if he would play fifteen feet in, get his back to the basket, use his exceptional touch, his skill touch. Yeah. Let me let me re, let me rewind a little bit. I disagree with you that um the Wizards are playing a good brand of basketball. I think you know, if you watch the end of the season, they stumbled into the playoffs. That's why they fell all the way to the eighth seed. They were like the fourth, fifth seed, flirt with being the three seed. Then they stumbled into the playoffs and finished with the eighth seed. I think the Wizards are playing a terrible brand of basketball. I think um, they have to get back to moving the ball. They do still have the potential to upset a Toronto team that struggles to score, that struggles to shoot the three ball. And, um, you know, Coach Scott over there does does a good job of coaching them, but I just don't think the Wizards have enough. If they were to play Cleveland, I do think that Cleveland will probably beat them in um, in six, maybe five, because unless they improve it, the Wizards play a sickening brand of basketball with with John Wall back, and I think Weezy's one of the Weezy's one of the best point guards in the league. And that's not to say oh they play well when he was out, because eventually they started stumbling while he was out, but. What I'm trying to say is, we have to play a better brand. I do think Philly has the second best player in the East with um, Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons is the second best player in the East with Kyrie out. I'm saying that with with Kyrie being out, and I think they find a way to beat the Bucks. And I'm calling the Philadelphia, um, Cleveland um, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think I think they have. I think the floor is wide open. I think Ben Simmons has more room to will and deal. And like I said, I think he's the second best player in the East. And he gets a taste of his first conference finals, and it opens it up for him to be eventually turned as one of the best players um, in the NBA. 
especially when um, LeBron and Katie retired. See, but, I mean, but, but, like, I think that uh, just like Micah said earlier on in the podcast, you know, Ben Simmons can't throw a rock in the ocean. He's shooting 56% from the line. And what, like two for eleven from three on the season? Yeah, that that that's pretty upsetting. But the Bucks don't shoot the ball well at all. Either. I mean, it, well, that, you know, on that, that one, they, I think they, I think that's a toss up. They got they got Middleton and um, you know, I think they you know Snell is still on that team. They they hit a they hit a few shots every every now and then, but um, they it's just I I do think I. You're right, though. The Bucks could upset them if the Greek streak um, plays plays like a maniac. I think I think they can. I think they can upset um, Philadelphia. I wouldn't really call it an upset because you yeah. know, Joel Embiid is out. So with Joel Embiid being out, if he's out the first round, um, you're right. It, the Bucks can take him out. So I will I will agree with you on that. Um, to kind of backtrack on what I said, I was thinking Joel Embiid, but you're right. Joel Embiid is out. Yeah, so, Joel Embiid is out. Yeah, so the Bucks, the Bucks don't um, can beat them because Philly doesn't really have an equalizer. I still believe um, Ben Simmons is the second best player in the East right now, with um, Joel Embiid out, with um, Kyrie out. I think I think he has a chance. I think the Greek Freak um, is maybe like the third or fourth best player in the East. But yeah, the playoffs, man, you got you got to be able to you got to be able to make shots. You got to be able to defend consistently. Yeah, and um. You got to make free throws. That's why they're going to get those guys in trouble. But my my um, NBA Finals pick is um, Cleveland and Golden State in the finals. Um, and I think I think Golden State figures out a way to win another one. As much as I love Braun, he just doesn't have it. And if, 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 if Steph Curry's back, he just doesn't have enough firepower to figure out a way. To beat Golden State in the finals again, especially with Kyrie gone. What you got on your finals pick, Michael? Finals. I mean, I still got I got Golden, Golden State versus LeBron one more time. <laughs> and and of course, I am going to be the, the 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 person who goes against the grain. Uh, the LeBron hater just said, "I'm going to be the LeBron hater." Actually, I was going to give LeBron his props on this. I'm going LeBron versus the best coach in the NBA, San Antonio. And I think San Antonio finds a way. The old legs and old brain find a way to win it. Is Kawhi Kawhi playing? No, Kawhi's not playing. Kawhi's not playing. Coach English, you're wrong. Hey, 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 listen, man. Is Kawhi just coming you see how he's coming back to the playoffs? Hey, yeah, like, you're wrong. Like, Coach listen. Like, I love you, man, but you're wrong. Like, hey, hey. Antonio is not making it to the finals well, but, with, hey, with, uh, with Tony Parker and Murray running the point. Hey, listen, They're man. They're not going to make it. Kyle Anderson getting substantial minutes. They aren't going to make it. Hey. So, like, you're hey. wrong. Hey, hey. I didn't say anything about your pick. My pick is my pick. And my yeah, pick I, you is, you know what, you know what, You're San right. Antonio and Cleveland. You, you didn't say anything about my pick, and you're right. But I'm still going to say something about your. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not going to change. Now, now, mind, if, now, now, when it comes to fruition, now I don't want to hear anything. I ain't even going to say nothing on that show. I'm just going to come on, and we ain't even going to talk right, about if it. If you don't, if we, when we record in June, because we're going to record, we're going to keep it true. Record. We're recording June. If, if if 
San Antonio's in the final, I'm going to say, hey, Coach English, you finally got something right. No, Good see, kick. that's shade, though. Okay. I finally got something right. No, don't yeah, even, we don't over, even, we're not we even going to address it. Shade. We got to get over the word shade and hate, dog. Get over it. Get we're over not it, even going to address it. Not even address it. Like, we're not even going to address right, it. Dude. We're not going to have to address it because San Antonio ain't going <laughs> to the I'm telling you, I have the courage of my convictions. Cleveland right. and Portland. I, I respect your I respect your courage, man. And I've seen people bungee cord and the core pop. So Hey, hold on. Let me say something. Courage, courage is not the absence of fear. It is performing in spite of. Oh, my gosh, dog. You're right. Because if a lion get behind you, I can see you running. You're damn right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I agree, man. But um, let's let's get into these shout outs, man, and get up off here. We've been talking long enough, man. Let's give our listeners a break, man, from our voice. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, great great show, fellas and fellas, and shout out to Whitney Brown, my fiance. Get your Whitney Kurtz. Ooh, that thing got a ring. To it, it got a ring to it. Whitney Kurtz. W K. Shouts out to you, uh, Micah, and Big Wit. Uh, once again, uh, love is a great thing. And I think anytime you have the opportunity to uh, fall in love with someone and share your life with somebody, um, I think it's a, a, a great and wonderful thing. Um, Josh, uh, uh, shouts out to you and, and your loving wife. Well, she loves you most of the time, I believe. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, shouts out to y'all and, 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 and the new life that you guys are bringing into the world. And um, you're a great father. I've seen it with Tal and Jay. And um, I have no doubt in my mind that you will continue uh, being the man that you are. And uh, uh, Lena will continue being the woman she is and the great mom that she is. And, and, and that youngin will come into um, another great family. Um, I want to give a shout out to our listeners. Um, y'all the ones that keep us alive. We're up to... Uh, 1850 something downloads um, we, we close to 2000 
um, just, just keep listening to the show. You're the reason why we continue to come on and, and continue to drop knowledge and argue and laugh and joke and everything else that we do. And uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, another thing, I want to give a shout out to one of my players. Um, I don't know, I can't remember if I did it on the last show, but shouts out to uh, Trey Hannibal, scored a 28 on his ACT on the first go. Um, that That is an amazing feat for a young man. Um, I think a lot of times academics goes lost when kids are trying to get recruited and everything else. And he stayed focused in the classroom and studied his behind off for the ACT. And he, he, he uh, karate chopped that test uh, big time. Um, and he's well on his way to doing great things. And lastly, uh, today I got some bad news. Um, the principal that I love so much, Dr. Charlie Burry, uh, announced his retirement after 45 years at Hartsville High School. Um, uh, has been the best administrator, and this is no knock on on, Co- on Mr. Mickey Pringle or Rodney Zimmerman, um, but the best principal I've ever worked for. Um, he is a red fox to the heart, went to Hartsville High School, came back, um, was a teacher, then he was a guidance counselor, then he was an administrator, then he became a principal, um, and he, called, he, he started what was called the Red Fox uh, uh, Renaissance. Uh, where he was trying to bring Hartsville High School back to prominence, and he has done that. Um, every day I'm happy to go to work because of that man, um, and I just want to give him a shout-out right now because I think any time that you've been in the education field for 45 years, <laughs> you, deserve, you deserve a shout-out. Um, because to put up with kids for that long takes a special person. Uh, I sometimes question <laughs> whether I'm going to be in it for that long, but... Um, great man to work for, always fair, um, always let you know where you stand, and I wish him the best of luck in uh, whatever he's moving on to. He says he's moving on to his cabin in Tennessee. He said he hates coming back on Mondays, but he does it because he loves the kids. So now he said he's going to stay a couple of extra days every time he goes. So best of luck to you, Dr. Burry. He does listen to the show every now and then. So uh, hopefully he catches this one, and I just wanted to let him know. Love you very much, and uh, I, I, I hope you. I wish you the best in whatever comes next. Um, if you want to join the conversation, go ahead and hit us up. You can email us at the Staley and English Show. That's the Staley A N D English Show at gmail.com. or you can hit us up on Twitter at the S N E Show. Make sure to hashtag the Juke. Um, we're gonna have a poll up uh, uh, for Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm going to put a poll up. We're going to put a poll up in a little bit. Uh, Rookie of the year, MVP. Who's your MVP? Um, And and what's your NBA Finals pick? Um, Go ahead and make sure that you hashtag the juke. You can hit us up on Instagram, the underscore Staley underscore English underscore show, as well as on our Facebook page, the Staley and English show featuring Coach Kurtz. Just like every other week that we come to you, you put God first, everything else will follow. Peace. Peace, yeah.